Uh, hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to the Diaries of a Diasporian podcast, also known as DOD, a space where Africans in the diaspora get to share their stories and experiences. I do not think it's possible to even anticipate mm. the experience that one has you don't know what you don't know and to know what i don't know just talk to different people <laughs> then i'll know i've realized you will never fit in you never fit in you'll always be different you're moving across the world yeah. in a new country where they speak the same language but in a very different way i don't think i would have pictured myself being in the u.s growing up and so basically it's almost home is moving on without you but you're also moving on without home the independence the financial independence yeah i think my biggest issue being in the u.s has been food money <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> It grows you so much, you learn so much. It's very tough at the same time, but all things considered, I would say it was worth it to come here. Welcome and enjoy. I'm your host, Joanne Dishu. Hi everyone, welcome to yet another episode. I hope you've been having a lovely week. It's almost end of week. Um, so excited to have you guys back. So on today's episode, we have Paris. I've known her for a few years she was a mentee when i was a mentor she's such a lovely soul and you'll hear throughout the story very adventurous one of the things she really inspires me in terms of exploring adventuring going to new places uh, just interacting with people and you'll even hear about her travel experience through the episode and yeah so happy to have her along and guys enjoy the story so yeah welcome to the podcast thank you so much john uh-huh. it's a pleasure to be here i've enjoyed listening to the episodes and everyone's stories i think it's it's really heartwarming to just hear bits and pieces of your story like according other people's experiences and knowing they're not alone yeah. yeah, I think we met, uh, you were a mentor. I was one of the many mentees that you guys had to deal with. You weren't my direct mentor, but I, because uh, you guys were fewer than us, I was, I was able to see you were friends with my mentor, Is Patricia. Patricia. Oh. Patricia was my mentor. And then when I chose to apply to Smith, uh-huh. I spoke a lot with Winnie as well. Oh, okay. So that's how we knew each other. I think the other time that I officially spoke to you, I was probably like a sophomore and I was looking for internships, maybe on LinkedIn and we had a phone call and then I just had your number and we kept in touch. And you've always hosted me when I've come to New York for interviews or just going to the airport or something, Mm -hmm. which is so good. I appreciate that. I appreciate you always opening up your space for people like me before we moved here. So before we start, uh, you can just introduce yourself for people to know about who you are. Sure. My name is Paris, as you probably already know. I currently live and work in New York. I work in corporate finance. I went to Smith College, just mm-hmm. graduated in 2023 spring. Yeah. Didn't think I'd make it, but here I am. <laughs> here I am. I know, years is not a joke. Thank you. And I studied economics and African studies in school. I am from central Kenya. I'm from Kirinyaga, but I've lived everywhere. Riru, Kisarian, all around. But I went to school in Nakuru. I think that's one of my... Which school? Nakuru? I went to Nakuru Girls. Nakuru Girls. Oh, so yeah. actually... Ah. Class of 2017. <laughs> And what else? I am a firstborn daughter. I think that's something that's very defining in my life. I mm-hmm. love traveling. A lot of people very probably know me through my page. Um, you should you should even plug your page. I even <laughs> have a question for you, like a pop quiz. How many countries have you been to? Like I'm interested to even know this. I need to go back to my notes where I've been writing the countries I've gone to but it's not or even places it's how how many um, I want to know this you, I think countries you inspire me in terms of traveling countries are I want to say 19 
What? Wow. In the span of two years. Wow. Slowing down a bit because of PTO. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think that's a big, that's been a huge discovery during my time here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. That's me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, welcome. We'll go. I want to hear more about how you discovered your passion of traveling and all. But the first question I'll start with is how did you get here? Did you ever imagine yourself living in another country when you were young or at any point before coming to the US? The answer is no. A lot of my family is like my family is majorly in Kenya. Uh-huh. This was never a path I was prepared for or geared towards growing up. Uh-huh. So I went to high school. I was in the Wings to Fly program. Uh-huh. Oh, I was then, awesome. I didn't know you were, I was a Wings to Fly too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think I met a lot of people that I know here now when I was during that when I was in that program. I think I, I met a lot of people here through the ELP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, because ELP is a mixture of both Wings to Fly and top students or who in districts or something yeah yeah but and I didn't think I I was interested in studying abroad the only girls who'd gone to my school who'd studied abroad had all gone to the University of Michigan that was the only (laughs) thing I knew outside Kenya Uh but even then I wasn't interested I thought I would go to JQuart or UON and Uh even that would have been a big step for me because my parents, I'm fast gen, so my parents uh, didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. Even going to high school was a big deal. Mm-hmm. For me, they obviously wanted for me to go and getting to university would have been so big for my family. Mm-hmm. So I graduated high school. I did well. I got into ELP and it actually was an accident. It was just one of those things you say, why not? <laughs> they send um, a prompt talking about you can get into the into college counseling i wanted to oh, escape yeah. brunch <laughs> everyone <laughs> wanted to escape so people are like let me just do this to not be <laughs> wow yeah it, you know working really hard i was the only elp at my brunch and Yay! i was the most oh, i was the most hard working too <laughs> every time when i was sick and i couldn't come to work my customers the next day would come and ask me what happened we stayed here until 8 p.m yeah, and you're the one holding <laughs> the brunch down <laughs> So I was really exhausted and I just wanted to, I wanted a break and I was like, you know, this year I feel pretty confident, I've achieved a lot, I've always been, I've actually always been really shy, I've become outspoken, I think as I've grown into who I am. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was like, just an essay, and I think you guys told us to write about finding X. So yeah, find X, and (laughs) I found X. One night on my phone, I didn't even have a laptop at the time. I wrote it on my phone and submitted and answered the questions. Uh-huh. Didn't think too much of it. I knew I was going to UON anyways, and that was big for my family again, as I'd mentioned. Yeah. But then I got into college counseling and it started shaping up. I think yeah. meeting people who had similar stories, who had gone to good schools abroad. Yeah. I was like, actually, this could work. I just need to put in the time, effort, and probably it should work. Uh-huh. And I'm also really lucky with the mentors that I got. I got okay. the, I got Patricia and I got Ian. Oh yeah, Patricia and Ian. They they were so cool and uh-huh. they were really really helpful. Even beyond the program, they continue yeah. to answer our questions, provide help, and mm-hmm. I think they they probably are a big reason why I am where I am. I think kindness goes a, a long way, mm-hmm. and they were they were living models of that, and maybe that's why I also went to Smith. Patricia yeah. was really... Yeah, because I wanted to ask you, is that, because I know part that uh, I went to Smith, mm-hmm. is that, like, what what motivated you to choose Smith? Yeah, I really liked, for me, I just looked at the mentors and I thought about the people that I liked the most, the people who helped me the most, the people mm-hmm. who were the most humble, like, people who were what I wanted to be uh-huh. or wanted to be seen as, and it was truly Patricia uh-huh. and Winnie when I got to know her more. yeah. And Smith was just a no-brainer for me when I was picking my ED school. Uh-huh. And you guys were also really great. I just never got to interact with you all one-on-one. But yeah, that's how I went into the program, applied to Smith. 
with a lot of help from different people, from even other people who never got to get into a school. Yeah. We helped each other a lot with yeah. essays and... Yeah, I remember that time where everyone is editing everyone's essay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, it was a communal effort. I, I can't stand here and say I did this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it took a whole village to, to get here. Then I applied and I got in, which was very interesting because I had just been in uni for <laughs> a few weeks and I was like, I'm not coming back. Oh, this was December. Yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, ED results, I remember mine, they come out December 15th. But getting in was just one thing. Yeah, but I think it was probably the best adventure <laughs> so far. This is my best adventure so far. Oh, how was your? How would you describe your experience in the U.S. both in college, mm-hmm. your time at Smith, and even right now? I know it's been a few months, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like for you, also even like it doesn't matter. Like after after school, even during school, you had your life in school but also like outside school. So what words come to mind or phrases like to just describe how the five, six years now have been been away from home? Yeah, it's coming up to five next five. year. Yeah. yeah, so I would say maybe four and a half now. Yeah. Um, a roller coaster. Uh-huh. A roller coaster of emotions and experiences. Uh-huh. The highs have been high, the lows <laughs> have been quite low as well. Yeah. But I think gratitude prevails through everything. Uh-huh. I think getting here, the culture shock. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Nothing can prepare you for it. Hearing from you guys, we knew it wouldn't be a smooth ride. Uh-huh. But we were also really excited to come here. I was also really excited to come here and try uh-huh. something new. I've always been very, I don't know if independent is the word, but my parents have always allowed me to make my own decisions, have trusted in my decision-making and my ability to, I guess, steer my life in the right direction. So the aloneness and the, you know, knowing that I was going to make my own decisions wasn't new, Mm -hmm. but I think just the intensity of the cultural (laughs) difference was very... I mean, I'm still navigating it to date. Yeah. Uh, but that first year, I, it was the highs were high, high, and then the lows were so low. You're trying to figure out <laughs> what food you like in a totally new country. And then so much food. Oh, there's so much food. I gained so much weight, actually. I looked oh, like a little balloon. <laughs> freshman 15. Yeah. Really? I, I think I actually gained 25 pounds, but I immediately... above. Immediately lost it when I went home the first time and I felt sick actually and my you know my doctor was like you gained so much weight and then you lost all of it very quickly it's not very healthy oh yeah I see there's a lot of my friend last week was saying that what got her was the dessert All oh. that for free mm-hmm. every day in the dining hall. And you know, we had like 10, 12 days variety. The food is not that good, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah, but the options are there. I know, and that overwhelms me to date. Even I don't go grocery shopping because it's too overwhelming. Like, why do you have 36 different brands of milk <laughs> or different percentages of milk? I just don't get it. It's a lot. I don't know. I come back to my fridge. It's so full. At home, you're used to just having what you need for the day or for the week. Here, you buy something from Amazon. They send 24. Like, these are just things that really stress my brain. But the hardships, you, you know, are there. Academic, academically, I actually struggled for a bit. Yeah. Why did you choose economics and African studies? Economics, or, like, how did it come to that? Yeah, economics was... Again, uh, I had these people who I really liked, Patricia and yeah. other girls that I met at Smith. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like a lot of the international students either did economics or... Actually, it's quantitative economics because <laughs> the STEM part... The STEM, the PT. <laughs> um, either economics or engineering okay. or computer science. Yeah. And I knew from the get-go, after leaving UN, I was not designed as a science student. Mm -hmm. That was what my high school teachers forced me into. I knew I loved humanities and the closest I could get. I love history a lot, political science, but 
I knew I had to make a wise decision at the time. <laughs> so I chose economics. It also turned out to be great for my career exploration and it's something that didn't come very naturally to me. I think as a major, I grew into it and I'm still growing into mm-hmm. what it means. Yeah. African studies, I stumbled upon it by accident. I, when I started doing data science and economics, because uh-huh. I was like, I, if it doesn't work out with finance, I have to go to tech. Uh-huh. So that was me. Actually, before it was data science, it was computer <laughs> science. So you can imagine how confused I was as a, as a first year and a sophomore. Then my second year, I was like, you know what? This computer science is not working for me. Mm-hmm. Let me take this African history class. And safe to say, that's what I really loved doing. And if I were to ever go back to school, I would yeah. want to do more of that. If the funding is available and I don't have to worry about a future job, yeah. that's what I would do. African yeah. studies and particularly the history and literature, that's what I really love. Mm-hmm. That's what I find to be intellectually stimulating for me. And yeah. even in my own time, that's what I'm exploring. Oh, that's, yeah, I, I, I agree. Same thing here. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it wasn't for, oh, I need that OPT. I mean, mm-hmm. I, did my, I like math, mm-hmm. but I did it for the OPT too. And my econ, I forced it to <laughs> the economic development so that I do history on mm. like African or like the global South countries. Yeah. And there was only one professor who I could do that with. And he was retiring like the fall semester before I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I had to thesis in my fall semester instead of spring Mm -hmm. because there's no way I could have done that (laughs) without um... it was a business decision I think yeah that's the other part too I feel like Uh a lot of people have the luxury of choosing what they like and what they love and even experimenting a lot of us have to set that especially that career path up very early on yeah, like as a sophomore <laughs> you have to have declared your major gotten your resume in order to even get the summer analyst positions to start preparing yourself for a much easier if you're going to do a job hunt as a senior yeah and that means making up your mind really quickly it used to upset me so much when i worked at the career center and Mm-hmm. people would give generic advice like explore try as many things as you can and that yeah. is true and that's valuable yeah but i think it lacks the elements the the element that's lacking is that not all of us have the time and the luxury to do that yeah we can explore but explore in a safe way <laughs> whatever or, that means to you yeah or like our explorative pool is small because mm-hmm. half the companies can take international students mm-hmm and let's say the ones that can take, it has to be very directly to your major. Exactly. So that means I have to limit myself to very specific majors. Oh, I see that. Yeah. On the culture shock part, what would you say? It's just that one culture shock about this country. I'm still not over how people can make you feel invisible and yeah. unseen. Mm-hmm. And we come from a place where people do... I don't know, back in the day, maintained eye contact or said hi to their neighbors, yeah. knew who their neighbors were. Yeah. Or if I've met you somewhere, you'll say hi. Yeah. It started at Smith. I would do a semester law, sit at a table with someone mm-hmm. the entire semester, and then we would meet in the dining hall and they would look right past me like they've never <laughs> seen me. I know, it's like a stranger. But at the same time, they've shared so much to me, like in class about so many other things about their personal lives and that used to create an illusion of familiarity and friendship yeah but i realized like people just talk about themselves and it's it doesn't mean anything doesn't mean we're close or yeah i struggle with that to date even at work it's mm-hmm. very sometimes people will talk to you if they need to talk to you and then maybe in a social setting they'll speak to the other person and like you're not there at all which I don't know if like it's a culture here or it's just individual but that's still (laughs) it's very interesting to me as a person to experience because I think I didn't we didn't have that at home yeah I think people are interested in people genuinely curious about people what I have at work now is just 
people who ask you something so that they can speak about themselves, I which see. is disingenuous if you're trying to build a network or connect with other people that are different from you. Because if you wanted to talk about yourself, just talk about yourself. Don't create this illusion of I'm interested in knowing what books you're reading if you just wanted to tell me what you're what you're actually exactly. reading. I think that part human connections are very interesting to make. You can make them really quickly or you can think you're making them and then you realize the other person's idea was not the same as your own. The brochures, they had multiracial diverse groups of students oh sitting God. on the lawn. <laughs> and that's us. <laughs> and you'd go to the dining hall and it's I don't even know if I can say this, but racially segregated. Everyone sat with their people. Yeah. And I was like, where did you guys capture this picture? Because it's not a reality like I don't see. I mean with the exception of a few. But No, that's very true. And I don't know if you had the same thing, but anytime they wanted to do like a testimonial on the you know, life changing power of financial aid, they want people to contribute or donate. Uh. They always so one time I offered to do it because I was like, genuinely, this changed my life. <laughs> no, my freshman year, I did such... But then they, this woman kept emailing me every time, oh, there's this campaign we're doing this. I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> you're doing too much. I'm not the, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's receiving financial aid in this school. Like, um, tokenizing is a big thing uh, yeah. <laughs> in, this, in this country or uh, schools here. Your experience here, how would you say it has shaped who you are today? Like the four years you've been here. And even this, you can speak more on your... I want to hear more about your (laughs) interest for traveling and exploring. Is that something that has always been with you since you were young? And you got to explore it now? Or is it something you've discovered about yourself in your recent adult Yes. Yeah, I'll start with the first question. Uh-huh. I think part of being here has also been growing up as an individual. And yeah. I think... Oh, yeah, because here is where you're doing adult. Like, we came here as kids. As or teenagers, teenagers, yeah. yeah. I, actually, my 19th birthday was on my flight here. Oh, what? Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, I came a little earlier than when I, I needed to. Uh-huh. But I think just becoming more comfortable in who I am, in my identity. Growing out of that high school persona that I was forced to be, Uh I was expected to be, and being away from home, all those expectations that are placed on you. I think being here has just allowed me to grow into the person that I am, and part of that is being an explorer. Uh I think with travel... I, yeah. In Kenya, I hadn't gone anywhere besides where my grandparents are from uh-huh. or where they were at the time, mm-hmm. gone to school. I'd gone on school trips, but it was never, oh, I will do this by myself. Uh-huh. But I think I've always been a, an, an adventure lover. I would go to, I would go camping for school holidays in Lake Elementaita. We had a club oh, that did that okay. in high school. Mm-hmm. And I loved being out in nature. But I think discovering the love for travel was when I moved here and I was so lonely in Northampton, Uh in Northampton, Massachusetts, (laughs) when I went to college. There was almost nothing to do. I think I'd explored everything, every coffee shop, every... Every store was there, that every store that was there, I knew them. What I started doing is visiting my friends. So before the pandemic, actually, I had gone to... I had gone to... I'd come to New York, I'd gone uh-huh. to LA, I'd gone to Philadelphia. Where was the first Thanksgiving? Philly? For you guys' class, it because was, it yeah. depends. <laughs> yeah, I was in Philadelphia, and I'd gone yeah. to five different U.S. states, uh-huh. but mostly because I was visiting my friends. Oh, or friends in the different schools. Or going places because I knew people were meeting there, and I was yearning for that community that felt familiar because I, I didn't have that at school at the time uh-huh. or if I had it I was like I need a little bit more uh-huh. then the pandemic happened and I just went hiking around the school oh. and then my love for African studies I think just inspired curiosity in terms of other countries in Africa for me we didn't learn a lot of African history in high school I don't know if you did no like 
the history we learned in school, it was so like from a very Western lens. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know how to put it. It was just like statistics and very mm-hmm. yeah, surface so, level. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm reading this deep dive book on colonialism in Zimbabwe. I would love yes. to go and actually see these things that are so recent. Uh, Not yeah. so f- like far removed from our time right now, but they've had such a such an alter, like they've altered the trajectory of these people so much. Yeah. And I think choosing to study abroad was like my major go now, go travel. I went to London for oh, six yeah, months. I remember in that. Uh-huh. Last year, actually, it feels like such a long time ago, <laughs> 2022. And being in London is the best for anyone who wants to travel. Like you get $10 round trip tickets to other places in Europe if you're willing to fly on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> But that's so much better than the U.S. way. Yeah. If coming out of Northampton meant like a fifty-dollar bus ticket, mm, yeah, and it's yeah. a bus. Yeah, traveling is uh, just expensive. Yeah, even flying is just that a little out of reach for a lot of people. Mm. So the U.K. really for me, inter- traveling internationally, that's that was my opening hour. That was yeah, that was my opportunity, and I did a Euro trip from Poland again because I had a friend there yeah. Patricia, Patricia and then I ventured out on my own for the first time in like a new country I went to Prague I went to Germany oh, but even this place what that's the first time you did like solo trips international friends like visiting your friend it's a solo trip but your friend is there yeah but like in a country where you don't know anyone and it's just you I had done I had done solo trips actually after my when I was a sophomore I went back home and uh-huh. I did a solo trip to Diani. Oh wow. I think that's my first official solo trip. I had uh-huh. a good time. Uh-huh. I could speak the language I understand, like I'm Kenyan, so it's not anything too far out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Diani was a good like first solo trip. So Diani prepared me for travelling internationally by myself. Like I knew not to tell these people that I'm by myself because yeah. Kenyan men are just weird you're like I'm by myself they're like oh so that means you're available and I'm like no I just I just want to eat by myself but yeah traveling from the UK was nice it was very affordable Mm -hmm. everyone's like were you studying abroad or were you I was traveling and studying (laughs) part-time and to be fair we had a long break in in the middle of the semester so that's what I did and I went to Morocco from there I went to Turkey I just went to different places because it was so cheap to go Mm -hmm. by flight and that kind of just put in my head that this was a priority and I started actively saving towards it uh, when I came back Mm -hmm. to the US if there was a break Thanksgiving that's what I miss about school. There's a spring <laughs> break. The, the breaks. Yeah, the spring break is already printed by the time the academic year starts. So you can so buy you your tickets now. Yeah. yeah. December. There's, that was it for me. Then when I came back, I've tried to... I, I planned actively and I've been intentional about saving and trying to find the cheapest and most uncomplicated way to do it. Because uh-huh. I think when you think about it too much, you intellectualize... It doesn't, it, it just, you, you make it a little harder. But I think part of it too, you can have the money and you can have the itinerary, you can have the plan. Yeah. But you have to learn to trust that everything will be okay. Yeah. You have to give up control because you're, especially if you're going to a country where you don't speak the language, you're, you you're at the mercy of the Google Translate. <laughs> and yeah, and I think traveling for me, you can sit in your house and watch TV, watch the news, watch Instagram, and think the world is such a terrible place. A lot of people are bad, mm-hmm. but I can say from the little traveling that I've done, mm-hmm. people are more good than bad. People have more good intentions than ill intentions. Yeah, and it's great. actually restored my faith in humanity just oh. from the little someone offering to hotspot for me before I can buy my SIM card. Uh-huh. Someone offering to navigate and ask the taxi for me because I don't know the language. Or yeah. you have to trust women. You know, I've gone out by myself, and these ladies noticed I was by myself. They came and danced with me and made sure that I got to my hotel. Oh. At the end of the night. Uh-huh. But you're not taking a taxi alone. We know you're safe. We know you have a purpose spray, but we'll, we will take you. Yeah. Oh, so um, little interactions. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me so happy. In Senegal, like, I almost got stranded because I couldn't find a taxi from 
San Luis to Dakar, which is like four or five hours away. Whoa. And it was a civil war was and political unrest was breaking out. Yeah. And I needed to get back as soon as possible. And I met these women the first night. We chatted. We laughed. The exchange numbers were like, okay, whatever, strangers. I meet them. I chat. Uh-huh. Next day, I come back and the three of them, coincidentally, we didn't plan to sit next to me. Uh-huh. Then, and they're like, well, how are you going home? And I'm like, I have three, these three taxi guys. I'm trying to see which one actually shows up. They're uh-huh. like, we're not leaving you. You come to our hotel tomorrow at 11. We're going with you. Aww. And they're just my guardian angels, I see. Because if I stayed one more day, I wouldn't have made it back to Dakar for my, in time for my flight. Because yeah. everything closed down. And just even going to Smith, I have friends who are from these places. Even though I'm going by myself, I know I know someone's family lives there or someone has a friend who studies there or I know someone has told me this and this about that place. Uh-huh. And it's been a lot of trusting in the unknown and in the goodness of people. That's changed for me when I've traveled because I used to be very suspicious. I used to think I need to be in control of everything. I'm a planner. I plan so much <laughs> and I try to have all the details. Uh-huh. But I realize that sometimes things just come up. And the easier you let life be, the easier it is for you. And that courage to accept is something that travel has instilled in me. And it's much easier for me now to go with a half-formed itinerary to a country or to be open to suggestions and not have to book everything weeks in advance, especially Uh if you wouldn't sell out. Wait until I get there, talk to the guy at the airport, talk to someone in your clearance if they're doing the same thing or... Even talk to your restaurant people. I the information I've gathered in this life, I think I've it's been people like talk talking to people yeah. and being open. I think I'm more open abroad than I'm here. Cause yeah, I'm just especially in New York. I feel like people curse you out if you ask something. <laughs> but abroad people are really nice, and I think maybe that being a tourist, people will be like, "We want this person to come back. We need to." Oh yeah. Be our best selves to them. Yeah, New yeah. York is okay. People are like. <laughs> we're busy we have like businesses to get to yeah what would you say you like most about being in the diaspora and what do you like least uh all that yeah what i like the most is the freedom to bloom into who i am uh-huh. that this place has given me i'm far away from home and i can be whoever whatever i want to be mm-hmm. And with that, too, it's not just the feeling of freedom, but I think the financial freedom to do, too. Yeah, yeah. Working while studying and getting all, having access to all these scholarships and grants through college. And now, I guess, it's good. It's nice. As a young single woman, I'm, I feel like I'm in control of my life. If there's an experience, of course, within my means that I want, I can give myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that will forever change my life and... I think coming from a community where most women do not have that still to date, yeah. I think I'm really lucky and fortunate to have it. That's the thing that I like the most about being here, mm-hmm. that's the freedom in all, you know, in in the different forms it, 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 it has manifested. Yeah. What I like the least is uh-huh. just that being, away, being far away from home, I think. And especially, like, missing out on my siblings and other people's, like, life milestones. I know, major fans. Yeah, people, you leave your four-year-old sister who doesn't speak a word, and then you come back and she has opinions <laughs> and a personality. I'm like, yeah. how did we get here? Being on the phone, it's not the same. It's not the yeah. same as being there. And going back, the after I graduated, I stayed home for a month. Mm-hmm. Literally just stayed home, didn't plan any activities, and... I was, it was so heartwarming to just be home and live a, life, a simple life. I, and I realized like how much I had missed that ease of life, being with family, being at home. My little sister, she's growing up so fast. In the morning before she goes to school, she'll come and sleep in my bed for like a, like 10 minutes Aww. to cuddle. And it's just <laughs> the sweetest thing Aww. that I, I can't have all the time. Yeah. By the time I go back, maybe she'll, maybe by the time I decide to go back, she'll be like a teenager and she won't, she'll be too yeah, cool for me. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, come to your bed? Yeah, yeah. Missing family and missing out on 
other people's lives that matter to you. That's that sucks. Yeah. So how how do if how do you keep in touch with people at home? Both. Yo, it's been tough, I think, but I try to go home at least a year, yeah. at least one time a year. Uh-huh. It was much easier when I was in college because I was then a guaranteed like a winter break or a summer break, even though I worked most summers, but at the end of the summer I would have three weeks or a month to go. And I think for me, just spending that extended time at home when I can or when I could is mm-hmm. important in keeping in touch with my family specifically. Yeah. I chat with my siblings all the time I try to have a phone call with my mom at least once a week I know for a lot of people it's like strange but my mom is never on her phone (laughs) so even that once a week is a lot for us Um, with friends that's been the toughest but every time I've gone back home what has happened is my circle has become so much smaller regrettably I've let Mm -hmm. some friendships almost I haven't taken good care of them I haven't been very intentional about being there but those low maintenance ones where that have continued to I would say it comes from their end Mm -hmm. those ones have lasted and I try to see them every time I'm home and I know that they have my back they know I have their back but we won't speak every day I think my closest friends from Kenya are not in Kenya anymore they're probably Uh, not in the US but they're elsewhere in the world okay I see what I used to do with my friend and maybe I should go back to doing was like doing weekly recaps and what we're gonna do the next week so that we felt a bit connected we Uh have fallen off that and that's probably my fault Mm -hmm. but she was really good at it we are very oceans apart she's in Mauritius Literally. But I have new, I made new friends when I've gone home, and I've tried to be more intentional about checking in, being in group chats with them, so that even when they're they're having exchanges between themselves, I'm listening from a distance, or I can see what they're talking about. In my one of my really good friends, shout out to Roy, he always sends me the tweets of what's going on, what's trending in Kenya, <laughs> and we. Oh, that's, that's, nice. that's how he keeps you. <laughs> he keeps me updated on yeah. all the developments that I may be missing out mm-hmm. on. But I, the friendship part is very tough. Honestly, I haven't been very intentional about maintaining those. It's the low maintenance ones that have survived, <laughs> and people view you differently too. Oh, yeah, that. that too. That too. And it's sometimes you're just trying to convince people. Like, I have problems, too. I have struggles. That's so hard. They might be different. <laughs> but me, it's, my life is not smooth. It might be a little easier in some aspects, but it's still... Like, still going through it. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you do that? Because I find myself very much finding that balance between appreciating yes i'm very privileged to be here and have all these resources and but at the same time acknowledging that being here is also i don't have the support system of a family the way like a lot of people do have that or mm-hmm. there are a lot of problems here i have to think about visas i have to think about like always planning things 10 steps ahead finances i don't know there's just cultures still adapting all that and of course like it's sometimes it's always also good problems but i don't think like it negates the fact that it's still a problem that affects someone so have you found that balance between recognizing okay i'm privileged to be here Mm. but also admitting it and accepting that I also can go through like some issues even though I'm privileged to be here yeah no it's a fine line right the balancing act of gratitude but also being real and and acknowledging and even admitting for yourself like this is hard and and it can be tough I think with other people maybe it's because the only window that they have into our lives is social media and what we sell there you (laughs) people are like oh you're in a different country every week what do you mean you're going through problems but people don't see the long nights i studied or the exam i failed they Mm -hmm. don't see the the job and the frustrations the day-to-day frustrations yeah um and i think that's what can be hard for other people to appreciate the 
duality and that coexistence of problems but also privileges because yeah. the only thing that they see highlighted especially on social media on instagram is the bright side with a good day that the sun is shining <laughs> but most days are dark and gloomy and uneventful yeah, yeah. But that's why i appreciate like a platform like this because then someone can listen to real stories and hear the good the bad the ugly the beautiful yeah. everything yeah. i think on a personal level you can't run away from it it's hard <laughs> it's hard but also the, the good is there and you have to appreciate it i think it's inevitable mm-hmm. that you appreciate it and you acknowledge when the difficulties come and you learn to ask for help Oh. Yeah, for other people, maybe the narrative we've been selling has been <laughs> has lent has leaned in more has has leaned more onto one side than the other. I see yeah. that. Yeah, and like social media, most of the time, like people always share the good. So it's it's, that's the normal. It's if you're basing my life off of that. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Then like, you're not <laughs> getting the full picture yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> I meet strangers that you travel so much. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. <laughs> but there's that's, also so, a lot of my life. Yeah, that's literally just at the most five weeks of my entire year. Which probably is a lot for them or for other people. But there's been days when I haven't gotten out of bed mm-hmm. for days and... Obviously, you won't see that because that's not what I want to share. Yeah, I will share with the people that that need to sh- that I need to share with. Mm-hmm. But I I think yeah, this just the danger of a single story about someone about a group of people. So almost coming to an end. But when if given this experience again, when would you take it? Like, and if given an option to change anything, would you change anything about it? I would 100% take it. Uh-huh. I would, well, for different reasons. I uh-huh. think it's changed not only my trajectory, but also the trajectory of a lot of people in my life, my siblings. Uh-huh. They feel like they also want to do this because nice. I've done it and they can see tangible evidence. Uh-huh. I think representation is important. Yeah, I would do it 100%. What would I change about it? Uh-huh. I think I would stop trying to fit in and try, no, stop trying to write my story the way that I thought it should be. Wow. I, would, I wouldn't do a computer science class. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the bad person, me included, who said, why did I take that computer science class? Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would just lean into it. I would allow myself, but, but I think about it again, I don't think we were ever given a chance to lean into what we were really interested in. I know my teachers yeah. were so upset when I decided to do history instead of geography because the quote-unquote bright students didn't do history. Exactly. Yeah. What, why was that even a narrative? Now that I think about it, because I'm like, history is so cool. Yeah. Or like, what are you even basing it on like, yeah so i would just i think i wouldn't change much actually i would you know if circumstances were different i would allow myself to lean into more to lean more into who i i really things i really enjoyed and not ignore those things when i found them mm-hmm. try a little bit more maybe take a little more risks in terms of interests and mm-hmm. activities i think but I, but again, I feel like I did so much and I ended up being burnt out because I felt like I needed to do every single thing because it was a privilege and a real opportunity. Time was limited. It's like, let me utilize everything that I have here. Yeah, and I remember Sinea, like the burnout was so real. I had signed up for this entrepreneurship competition mm-hmm. and the day off, I didn't wake up. And not oh, in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> but in a, an exhausted kind of way and I have done so much right now and this and it's my last opportunity to do it but simply not I don't feel like I want to do it and I cried so much I felt so disappointed a lot had been invested looking back maybe I should have taken it a little easier with the extracurriculars (laughs) but again also tried even my extracurriculars were very dictated they're very corporate coded center I wish I went to the acapella poetry even the, even though i sucked or whatever like tried fun things right, outside that. of that oh this is hindsight trying to make it a little bit 
better and think about what brings me actual joy now i think i would let you know what i would do differently is allow joy to guide me more than responsibility or that expectation that external expectation okay. yeah but on the flip side i feel like i was the girl who had a summer internship as a sophomore uh -huh. same summer internship as a junior and then boom <laughs> no full-time offer that I don't know if I, I don't think I meet a lot of people who have that story. Yeah, because most of the time it's usually sophomore, junior, and, and then you get a time. time off. How was that? If you don't mind sharing, mm -hmm. how was that experience for you? Because I know it's very nerve wracking, mostly for an international student because we are on a timeline. Yes. It's nerve wracking for everyone. Everyone wants to graduate with a job generally, mm -hmm. but. For international students, there's like time thing mm -hmm. uh, that makes the pressure 10 times more. Yeah, no, I agree. How I, for you? I cried so much. <laughs> I cried so much in August and then I took my eat, pray, love. You know, people take these trips when they're heartbroken. <laughs> I oh, so yours was like job heartbreak. Job heartbreak, yeah. I said that. Me, I've done mine for a real heartbreak. <laughs> like, that was job heartbreak. Colombia. I went to Colombia for three weeks and I had a blast. I didn't even remember that I had responsibilities. <laughs> No, that's good. <laughs> I think it happened at a time when I think about it now in hindsight, I'm like, I needed that no or that redirection at that time. Okay. Because I wasn't becoming an investment banker because I liked it. Oh, particularly. Because, like, it's actually because uh, <laughs> a past boyfriend had said, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. When I done my more internship, it was investment banking, equity research. I loved equity research so much. Uh -huh. And I would say operations. Uh -huh. And equity research was my, I want to do this. I feel like I'm producing something tangible for the you know, for the bigger world. Yeah. It's not the most prestigious in the bank's hierarchy, but it's good for me. Uh -huh. But then this person had said, oh no, the best trajectory for you is to become an investment banker, you know, tough it out for two years, go to private equity, go do it. It was, it just sounded like this dream, but it wasn't my dream. <laughs> but you're like, in That's love, true. you're like, wow. <laughs> in hindsight, I'm like, whoa, yeah, that. <laughs> these corporate relationships, they have me making decisions and I throughout my internship I was deeply unsatisfied uh -huh. I wasn't sleeping enough I wasn't resting enough like I would be out I was so anxious I would be out and I'd see a team's message please send this and I'm out in Brooklyn oh I'm like how do I do and that's this? an internships and you know internships are like pre like just a small picture of they try to make it even really nice. good so that yeah. you guys come back so anyway I think Still, even I've gone through four years of this, I can still, I'll give it two years. Two years will count down. But I think that no was probably the best thing that ever happened because it forced me to re-evaluate on a clean slate. Uh, this entire time, I had prepared myself for this life as an investment banker. I had watched all the shows, but uh, still, I was disgusted <laughs> by the life that I was like, I can I can be a good one, I can do it. Wow. <laughs> make it out make a lot of money uh -huh. get out there but being in that space and a lot of economic and uncertainty at the time mm -hmm. i had to rethink my entire strategy and what i wanted to do what jobs i was applying for mm -hmm. i refrained from applying to ib because everybody kept saying ib is hiring or you miss out the ib timeline mm -hmm. i wasn't particularly bothered i was my mentor called me and i was in columbia he was like what you're where I'm like, I'm, I booked this trip, I'm not going to waste my money. <laughs> Maybe for, to interview for a job I wouldn't get in. But I think not everybody, a lot of us get really devastated when things like that happen. Yeah. And mostly in your senior year. In like your when senior year. Close. When you've prepared, like I've had this locked in since 2020. What are you telling That's me? That's the thing. Because I feel like for you, since it started sophomore year, mm. it's like, oh, nice. Now we already have... Yeah. The door, so I knew everyone at the company and I think what I learned at that moment was to separate my emotions from any corporate space. Mm -hmm. I go to work and feelings and everything is for home and for <laughs> my love or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. The job will pick whoever they think is best for it at the time. Yeah. And I needed to separate my 
value my worth my happiness from at least a corporate institution yeah because to them it's just another statistic that we decided yes no did we like her or not Honest. but again applying to jobs really humbled you what i appreciate at the time was the power of networking how i found my job was at a conference i've always mm-hmm. gone to professional conferences mm-hmm. but like staying open mm-hmm. to meeting even new people it wasn't anyone that i knew who told me that, that about corporate finance i didn't know that i would end up in corporate finance mm-hmm. to be fair i'm still learning what it is to date <laughs> uh-huh. but i think it's just it really matches the person that i am and the and my aspirations and the pace of life that i'd like oh that's nice yeah still still exposing me to new and challenging and interesting projects just with an easier pace which has been i value it immensely like i know my i investment banking peers probably wouldn't take wouldn't be able to take time off before the end of the year i've already taken time off and been encouraged to actually do yeah because it's not that challenging i feel like if there are people who are applying for jobs as seniors not to give up i think there's still something for you out there maybe like at every given juncture if you feel like you're giving up reevaluate and think about what would you really like to do and be open to even things that you don't know because you never know yeah. until you know i think someone <laughs> has said that yeah. in the past i've said but i really wanted to share that because i think it's easy to just sit down and look at people's linkedin and say oh she was able to lateral from jeffries to oh yeah to... where i work now <laughs> and not see the in between where it's messy you even thinking about going back home or going to grad school yeah. and having to do that in a very short time yeah i think it was life changing but i wasn't i think i'd gotten to a point where i was more i was open to the world and seeing the, uh, the rest of the world and i'm thinking the us is not everything, everything. Yeah. and i was like if this doesn't work i could take a year and genuinely just rest at home right. and try again in 2024 i was open to that idea crazy as it may sound uh-huh. to a lot of people but i was open to it at that point when you have nothing you then become open to everything <laughs> <laughs> but it also just really sets the priorities for me that i have for you know what this job looks like for me what my path will look like mm-hmm. the things that i want to do maybe in a few years maybe take time off rest and travel and you know without a lot of pressure of like if i miss out on a year i would lose my entire trajectory yeah yeah i'd say i just encourage everyone who's job hunting as a senior especially to hang in there yeah talk to people yeah. go to conferences and apply for any and everything and then when you at the interview stage think through what aligns with what you what you want and wish for yourself as a job because it's a lot is when a lot of time at work yeah you don't want to be very miserable so uh, i have a question that my previous guest in the previous episode left so i'll ask you that question and then you can also leave a question for our next guest mm-hmm. so maybe you touch on this uh, she asked since we're in the spirit of thanksgiving and all that throughout your process or even you come into the us all that who are the people you would shout out to that if they weren't part of this process maybe it would not have been the way it is like the or your experience right now can be one wow. can be <laughs> many i think particularly i don't think i tell her enough uh-huh. but patricia i think uh-huh. from the application process to uh-huh. coming here i i she's almost felt like a big sister every uh-huh. step of the way i've take every step i've taken along the way but smith gave me the best gifts of sisterhood and uh-huh. women that i love and i can lean on that mm-hmm. support me that are genuinely just nice people but also happen to be accomplished and in places and are not they're willing to share that yeah i think my smith sisters for sure i would shout them out the kenyan community there's different people in there like yeah. you guys have opened up their spaces to other people mm-hmm. even spoken to us when we were clueless <laughs> about careers in corporate america mm-hmm. and even just had a good time sometimes one good night out dancing and catching yeah, up it yeah. makes a difference in like the next week and how we show up to the rest of our lives i think but but also just friends back home especially 
my two friends, Roy and Wahome. I really uh, love them. I met them. <laughs> I met them while I was here when I'd gone back home. Uh, but they've been really intentional about. They've been curious about what my life looks like and. That's nice. We've almost become friends. Yeah, family friends almost at this point. Uh, uh, and I really appreciate their friendship and the community and the support they've brought to my life. Yeah, I think that's it for now. Uh, I think everyone who's crossed my path in any way, shape or form. Uh-huh. I'm a result of our interactions and maybe I learned something here, from, uh, something from someone here. I also want to shout out to the New York girlies. You guys are so inspiring, you know, adventuring out, hiking, <laughs> running marathons. Uh, you all inspire me so much. Um, <laughs> and I see a lot of what I want to become in you guys. And, Aww. you know, when life slows down a little bit, I should reach out to each and every person who inspires me and try to have brunch or just uh, sit down one-on-one with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we should have like a New York girl brunch. The girls I love, yeah. <laughs> but uh, shout out to, shout out to the girls. Because um, those are the ones that are on my radar right now. Okay. I'm sure the West Coast ones too are doing amazing things. Yeah. But, you know, the New York ones are doing okay. more relatable things, inviting mm-hmm. me to events and mm-hmm. just really being good people and being welcoming i'm a newbie i want to say Uh (laughs) i don't have a couch yet (laughs) yeah Uh and what question do you have for our next guest i want to ask them if money and those legal visa issues were not in the picture Uh what would what is the vision for what their life would be career-wise Academic-wise, what major would they choose? What job would they go do? Where would they live even? I want to hear from them, like if all of these problems were not a part of the question. Oh, that's, oh, I'd love to hear that too for like different people. You'll listen to that. I I also actually don't even know who my next, who that is. So for the last question, what's the one thing you would tell your young self right before coming to the U.S.? When you're in that flight, (laughs) (laughs) what's that one thing you tell young Paris? Wow. Or any message you have for her. For her? Yeah, even, yeah. I would tell her to take it easy. Mm -hmm. Take it easy. Take every moment the way that it comes. Mm Learn to sit with all the emotions, all the experiences, learn to embrace all of them. The long night, the course that you think you're going to fail, but you almost don't fail. So just, it's fine. You don't have to be angry about it for the next year. Mm -hmm. The one good moment, it's fine if it's just one night or it's just a month. It's just, you know, one study abroad program. You can embrace it and it's what it is. Just take it easy, whatever it is. Yeah. Take it easy and be open. I think she's done great, but also I want to tell her I'm so proud of all her all her decisions, all her mistakes, all like they've made me this beautiful human that I want to believe I am. Uh And we are who we are because she with all the naivety and all the things that she thought she knew we're here. She got us here, she's been strong and Uh I'd give her a big hug too it's not been easy (laughs) and I'm more confident in her ability to take me to the next to the person that I I will be oh and speaking of that I want you to leave a message to your future self anything And it can be any years from now, and mm. I'll look for you guys and remind <laughs> you. But yeah, what I would say to my future self is, uh, I don't know exactly where you will be. Okay. I don't know what kind of work or activity or adventure you will be up to. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that you have mastered the art of finding joy in everything, mm-hmm. finding joy, never letting the sense of wonder and curiosity you have die or be dimmed down by anyone, by anything. Mm-hmm. I hope you're still curious. I hope you're still adventurous. I hope you 
are still open and I hope you're still fortunate enough to be able to experience the world yeah. in whatever capacity and let that sense of wonder guide you to your destiny. I would tell her that. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Any last remarks, anything you want to say to people here, people who are planning to come here? Just any last closing remarks? Sure. For anyone who's planning to come here, I would say, I don't know if it's worked for people, but scrap that plan <laughs> of what you think your life will be. I mean, don't come without a plan, plan. <laughs> but don't try to, when life is taking you this way and that way, don't try to always cost correct. so much to you. Right? Be open to... Honestly, I think everybody who's come here has become a totally different person. Yeah. Um, you're growing. I think it's only fair that you're changing. Be open to that in all the shapes and forms it will come in. And just manage your expectations. It's okay to be very excited, but also to be nervous. It's very normal. You don't have to feel like you have to feel a certain type of way about everything. Sometimes your friends are having fun, the blast, the time of their lives, and you're not. That's fine. It's it's a uniquely individual experience. Mm -hmm. But I hope you do come because it's a life-changing experience. As hard as and enjoyable as it may be, I think at the very end, at the end of the day, it fundamentally changes who you are as a person, the way that you see the world. You meet a lot of new people and. Yeah. You get to try out new things and I think that is part of finding yourself and finding your purpose and path in this life. For anyone who's here, I think just congratulations on making it this far. <laughs> it's not easy. Right. Yeah. Right. I hope you're leaving that survival zone and getting more into thriving, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's having your own space. I know that's a big thing for a lot of low-income people especially. Yeah. Making that place feel like home. No, it doesn't have to feel like home, but somewhere where you can recover and just be. I hope you're moving more into the thriving territory and leaning more into who you really are, the things that you like. They don't have to make sense to anyone. But I'm sure you're doing great just by being here. I think it takes a lot of courage to stay, yeah. to stay alive and to see, the, to see it through this far. So I'm proud of them. And... Yeah, let's meet. Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested in meeting people in New York and getting to build a community, uh, an intentional one here. I know. Look yeah. for her. Go check your... You should shout out your Instagram page. I'll tag it. Um, guys, you should go see her. She has her travel Instagram page where she shares all like her travels, every place she goes, um, which is really cool. Like She's going to really cool places uh, i'll tag the instagram page yeah and i'm looking for uh, travel buddies too we were supposed to do a trip at some point we should you didn't include me <laughs> we were supposed to do like we were remember when i don't know i remember we watched your house dreaming we were supposed to do but there's still time so. there's time around the corner i'm a big fan of new year resolutions and plans it's a good time to make a plan yeah. yeah so yeah look for her if you want to do any travel thing because she's i feel like you're always down yeah and if you see anywhere i went and you want my itinerary i don't get keep i'll send you all the links yeah, <laughs> you're so good at that yeah. explain everything yeah i i'm really excited and i think what you're doing john's bringing people together you may not feel like you're doing it but i feel so inspired by everyone's stories that i've been able to hear people that i know and people that i haven't known and i'm like yeah, i need to, to, to go talk to that person about mm -hmm. xyz uh -huh. or i really resonate with what they said and i hope someone feels the same way about this and reaches out or doesn't and just feels inspired. Yeah. Um, I think this is amazing and I appreciate you having me here. It's an honor to share my story uh, on such a platform at such a scale. <laughs> it's a little scary, but I think it's also good for me and my reflection of how far. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. The whole, the, like I, I was telling like one of the other guests, like, the one part of me doing this is, yeah, definitely sharing our stories so that people can hear, relate, or just even know mm -hmm. the actual, like, stories on the ground. But also a big part of it is just I want it to be a reflective activity for 
people who are sharing their stories to pat themselves at the back to see how far they've come from just that first day and yeah. all the paths and experiences they've gone through to just be where they are today. So I'm happy it also made you reflect and see that because that's like a huge part of why I do this, uh, to just give people that space to sit down and reflect and think about like how it has been for the few years. Yeah. And thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing with people. I know a lot of people, is, they're going to relate to it. Uh, feel free to reach out to her. Um, if you have any questions about what she said, any travel questions, or yeah, if you just want to connect uh, if you're in New York, we're in other place, honestly. Yeah, I'm always down to go. <laughs> Maybe that's how I would visit your city. Exactly. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. I'll leave the details to her travel page in the show notes. So please make sure to go check out her instagram page to see all the places she's been all the adventures she's been up to and her travel vlogs but they're very nice and they give you ideas of places that you might want to visit and how to go about it and as you've heard she's very she's really very ready to share her experience or anything she learned itinerary just any tips um so yeah that's it for this week thank you for listening remember to follow us on spotify comment engage with our q and a uh follow us on instagram to stay up to date with new things and for next week i have like a surprise mini series that i'll be starting so make sure you stay tuned for that i'm excited to share that with you guys And until next time, goodbye.